The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Bringing you the newest installment, the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Stuff that we see going on out here in the traffic, out here in this world, out here in these streets that not only we, as in me and Barry, but we feel we as in everybody needs to say something about. Yes, sir. We're bringing you episode 19. I told you we'd be there, brother. We getting there one week at a time. Every Wednesday, we drop new episodes online. You can check them out on SoundCloud. You can, uh, you know, follow the follow the page, leave comments, like the posts, all that sort of stuff. Give us feedback on how yeah, you definitely feel. Definitely give us feedback on what you feel and what you think we should be doing. And, um, you know, trollers, troll away. Oh, yeah. You know, got to let a troll be a troll. And a hater be a hater. That's it. <laughs> and for everybody that supports the Say Something podcast, we do appreciate you. Everybody understands that it's a process. I try to tell my young people it's a process. It's a marathon, not a 100-yard sprint. Exactly. You take um, any... Some people have the luxury if they do podcasts or they do shows and they're already been in blockbuster movies or they've yeah. already been, you know, platinum re- selling recording artists. Say that. It's a little bit easier. But when you on the, the grassroots building up your base and all that, it takes a little bit of time. But if you keep putting out a good product, you keep putting, you know, putting care and concern into it, you know, if you speak it, they will listen. I they definitely will listen. I think it's all about consistency. And we said that um, we actually made a pack this past uh week or so said we are both going to be more consistent so when these people are like whoa wait a minute i didn't know you had a podcast that's basically saying something to us not really saying something and doing yeah, enough about it enough. so <laughs> we, we ain't gonna leave you hanging again every every wednesday new episodes drop so you can always check drop it on the one boy <laughs> so what's been going on out here man a lot of stuff happening in his life yeah you, first off how you feeling Dude, I'm feeling blessed. I got a lot of things done for the week. You know, it's always a constant uh, struggle trying to open up the eyes of so many. Just got done doing an interview about racial profiling uh, with uh, Sacramento News and Review. I got to give a shout out to them. Uh, they rock with me. It's un- it's unfortunate because like it's a it's a white um, based magazine. Yeah. That's the that alternative to the you know other news out here. They get a real heavy push out here and a real heavy run. But black media don't, doesn't really rock with me like that. Yeah, but when you want to get the word out and you want to get, you know, telling the story that necessarily needs to be told, um, you got to do what you got to do and where you got to go to get it out there. I think black media is like scared of me, like local black media over here is like scared of what I say and how I say it. Uh, very well could be the case, man. I mean, there are. And I got there, friends like that are in black media. Oh, I guess I think we're friends. Yeah. We smile and say hi to each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one thing. I think that a lot of people be faking. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people be faking. Because to me, it's like, I don't kiss ass. I just be telling the truth. I just don't be, I don't really you know, cut with the, the. I'm not cut with a lot of bullshit. So it's like kind of, it is what it is. Take it for what. I see, and, and you can take it for what you see and, and believe what you may, but I speak my truth, and I don't try to get anyone to you know feel some kind of way, but usually people feel some kind of way, and especially people, 
I think that, you know, in the local media, they want to kind of a local black media. They want to kind of have a narrative. See, white media will just cut out the, sh- the real shit that you say, most of it. Right. Yeah. Black media don't want you to say it too much because that's going to get the attention on black folk like them and say, well, why are you printing this black man speaking all this truth? And next thing you know, sponsorship goes away, all that type of shit. Well, all these different things that go on in, in whatever a, a magazine or a newspaper or a, whatever media outlet has for what it is that they want to put out or not put out. I think the important part is to say something about it to wherever you can get it out. So like if you, if you're anybody and you're trying to get your word out about a a message that you're passionate about, uh, you may hit some resistance. There may be people who aren't messing with you, but if it's something that's important that needs to be said, like I said, you know, going to an alternative uh, group to get the word out. If that's what's going to help get it out, then you just keep doing what you got to do. And ultimately, those other kind of areas kind of work themselves out, you know, because that's something that I think that when we need to say stuff about is, is that the, the importance of doing what you got to do, the, the importance of, of drawing your line in the stand, sand, you know, of standing on something, uh, of making moves that's best for you. But almost in a case of, you know, like keeping a real go wrong, when is doing what you got to do and then when is it going too far? Well, I think it's I mean, you could I hear that. But then at the same time, I think a lot of times people want to keep the spots that they have that they've they've uh, you know gained for themselves. They want to hold that position for the longest and they don't want anyone else's opinions, anyone else's thoughts and anyone else's views to over uh, look what they're being said. And I think that in a sense of where we are, especially as black people, black folk, I don't know why it is. I think black folk be more intimidated and in fear of a black person, especially a black male or strong black woman that tells the truth about the state of black America, like in America, like this is what it is. Uncut, raw, truthful. They always want to kind of gloss and paint a picture. Then when shit really hits the fan, then people want to say something. Okay, so what about, so sticking with that, so you talk about the, the groups, not even just keeping it on media publications, so not just about magazines, radio, TV, just businesses across the board who promote something a certain way or put a certain slant on something or, so so take the Shea Moisture Company. Ah. So this is a company that's base is well. Hold on. Shouts out to Shea of Life. If you want to go ahead and make the switch up now, y'all go to my man Hecka. Shouts out Shea of Life. If you, you look him up. We'll, we'll, if you friends with either one of us on Facebook, we'll be sure to put a post up. Shea of Life. So see, give him give him the nod. But the Shea Moisture Company, if you're not familiar, because depending upon what your head looks like, you may not be. Uh, they're a company that has been based and rooted, bread and butter has been uh, black women's hair care products is their, is their go-to. So they just hooked up with this big conglomerate media company, uh, Vayner Media, uh, who's taking over like sports stuff. Uh, Gary V, the guy who's running it, he's like a machine right now when it comes to media and promotions. So they're going to, they got a lot of deep pockets going a completely different direction for their launch. Like they're trying to make their company you know, exponentially grow. So in the new line that they got coming out, the new ad, a company that's bread and butter has been black women was only featured one black woman and she was of mixed ethnicity. So they came out, the the whole campaign was uh, women who were dealing with hair hate, like having problems with hair, having problems with frustrations. And they had a blonde, blonde white girl, redheaded white girl. And then they had a curly haired mixed 
mixed black girl. Sounds about right to me. So when you start talking about, you know, people you you're you gonna put out there, you know, or maybe you kind of lighten it up for the for the cameras, you you're not going as hard for your home base because you're trying to appeal to a bigger audience, whether you're a magazine who doesn't want to use sponsorships, or you're a product that's you kind of phasing your bread and butter out to try to get to a wider market. Yeah. Is that something to say something about? Well, I mean, I think that when you look at it, what is going to be your bottom line? Are you just going to focus on the Negro dollars or are you just like you said, are you going to look at a global aspect? But I also think that when you've marketed so much to us, you have to be understanding of the backlash and the black backlash that they Which got. Which has been huge. They took oh, the, yeah. the hashtag was all hair matters. Oh yeah, all hair matters and, they, and all this other Black women is coming with, with a, with a with then, And we always come with the rage. But yeah. then at the end of the day, when does it ever end? I mean, the only reason why they disrespect, the only reason why they, um, I feel, utilize us for certain things, but then cut us out of other things is because we don't stand enough and economically we don't come together enough to put a stop to it i don't think that if we stood on our our morals as much as we really need to that half of these things these people who do these things when they're in the back room they would not even suggest or think to do this stuff because they would already think it all the way through like well we may get some pushback so what is it so when is it looking out for your best interest, looking out for your bottom dollar, trying to be a successful company versus your ethical or moral obligation? So you take like a Bob Johnson who had BET. Yeah. And when he had BET, you had shows like Teen Summit. You had shows that address social issues and sure. stuff that the kids could watch that, you know, they had, you know, when Ananda Lewis was over there and you had, God. you know, you had all these people who were. Who don't, were don't don't get me back to fantasy. Flashback, flashback. Oh, shout out shit. to Ananda. And so where is she? I don't even know. I don't even know. I know she did MTV after that, and then I don't even know what happened to her. Damn. But when you had all these programs that were learning programs, I need somebody to find her. You know, like no seriously, I need somebody to go ahead and Google her, find out where the hell she's at. We'll look her up. We'll look her up after the show. And so when you had those programs that were, you know, he 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 was he was getting paper yeah. with, with solid quality programming, but the payday was selling. So now that's a common thing where we build it up because it was all t catered towards us. It was yeah. a black network. Most definitely. And then when the payday came, you know, he took the money and bounced. And then all the the, the subject matter shifted to just booty shaking videos yeah. and, and, and trap videos. And I can't remember the last time I even looked at and saw BT. Well, BT, I think that you have to look at it right now. And they have a lot of black uh, TV shows with you know, I'm talking original black TV shows. Oh, not, not, no, 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 no. I'm talking about original. Oh, not brand new, brand, brand new, new original program. based strictly for BET. Okay. So they have a lot of those shows. Whether they're good or not, who knows? Okay. But I know that they have a lot of black actors and actresses that are taking the lead. They're putting folks to work. Yeah, they're putting folks to work, so you can't knock that. But at the same content, haven't we all heard the phrase of crossing over? Yeah. Hasn't that always been like the key phrase for the Negro to really get the maximum dollar if we cross over? Yeah. If I don't cross over, I'm only going to get marginal the amount of money and the marginal amount of the exposure. Like think, for instance, we look at Jamie Foxx, right? Okay. If Jamie Foxx did not cross over, would Jamie Foxx be as well known 
would Jamie Foxx be this megastar? Now he's doing another TV show and it's got to do about music and some crazy crap. I'm thinking like, and just to watching him in the commercial, I was just like, yeah, Jamie Foxx is clearly on the other side. But at the same time, yeah, he, he went and got uh, Tom Cruise's uh, agent. And you know, they, they never, they, they never ever actually came out. Like, well, I'm not referring to his wife. You talking about his agent? But I'm talking agent. about his agent. Well, I'm talking so about the, his wife. Yeah, well, he went, he got his agent to start getting and his those, wife. Yeah, I think it was a package deal. <laughs> and so he got his agent say so, something so he could start getting those those blockbuster roles. Exactly. So yeah. you have him where he can still cross over, and he's still good in the hood. So I think it's almost like when you also look at Jay Z. Right. You know, you diversify your money, but you still are keeping it what some niggas like to say hood or still keeping it real. So you cross over a little bit. But I think sometimes when we cross over a little bit, I think it almost for some individuals becomes extreme. Yeah. So when is it a point of I guess we're trying to say something about it. Where are we drawing the line? You know what I mean? Like cause as, if, as a business model. If you're saying that I'm making a hundred million dollars doing it this way, but if I switch this up, change this over, I'm looking at three hundred and fifty million. Now, if you want to say to my community, my my ethics or my responsibility to where I'm from, stick with a hundred million because that's still uh, you're still good money. But if you're looking at a business model, you switch it up and go get your three fifty. So at what point are are is is this a question of selling out? At what point is it a question of, you know, turning turning your back or not doing the right thing versus when is it? Are you just about your paper? I, what culture that's created something has ever stayed and become rich with just focusing on their culture? Right. I mean, to be to the to be honest, would hip hop have been the mega success as it is now if it never crossed over? No. OK. Right. So I so what. I think that even in a sense of like when you look at Tommy Hilfiger, uh, Timberlands, right? Yeah. They weren't necessarily in the back of the lab and say, I can't wait for black folks to wear it. In fact, but it was be- the opposite. <laughs> from what people say, right? Yeah. But what we know is when those brands cross over to the more urban side, honestly, that boosted up. Their their stock that boosted up their uh, uh, mystique and actually it made them a lot of money. Yeah. So in both levels, when you look at it, whether it's black, white, Asian, whatever, you may say I'm gearing this more towards my people, but the money greed looks good in anyone's pocket. Okay. Something that you said which made me think about something which is interesting that I don't think that we say something too. When you start looking at those different brands and those different groups, we look at it as, you know, hip hop artists crossed over into mainstream because they started doing Tommy Hilfiger ads. They started doing polo ads or whatever. Very and before, and before you say that. And you also remember, like guys like Hammer got, um, you know, destroyed because of that. And yeah. now he was the blueprint for it now. OK, but but the, the point where I was looking at is no one ever really says that those group those companies grew exponentially because they crossed over to us. Like we don't take the value on our side. Well, that's we, what I just said with Tommy Hilfiger. Well, yeah. No, no, but I'm saying collectively. Yeah. Like you don't really hear about saying Tommy Phil, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo, uh, whomever crossed over into urban markets to be better. 
We say we crossed over into those markets to be better. But I think that we did cross over to their markets. I think we exposed it. And once they saw, it's almost kind of like, I think, with hip hop, right? You got to remember, forget the black folks that were older that didn't want hip hop. White folks was banning it all over the place. I remember there was a time that you couldn't have hip hop music being played in the big arenas yeah. at high schools. You know, you, you didn't hear that. Yeah. You had all the eighties rock and everything else like that. So when you look at it now, when they saw such a a, a bum rush, uh, no no pun intended, uh, shots out to Public Enemy of like this new urban wave of this hip hop music, this urban style, just like they do with anything else. They uh, take full advantage and uh, opportunities and make their money. The only thing that I see we do wrong is we don't take full advantage. So instead of our ownership part and keeping it and branding it like, okay, this is us. What Tommy Hilfiger, what, what Timberland, what Nike, they'll have a few Negroes posing and uh, celebrating and advertising, but you Negroes will not own it. Where we is like, okay, here's hip hop. We own it. Oh, well, here's a little bit of money. Okay, you can have it. And now they can do whatever they want to do with it. So I look at it in a sense of they saw the end result. And that was there's going to be a lot of money being made toward this. So we're now going to fall in urbanizing some of our brand, but still keep some of our brand classic. Okay, I get that. And, I, I, and I'm following with you. So I'm saying so. We like to look at, like I said, so if you if you take all, pretty much we do this with everything. So you can almost pick whatever line of business you want to think it is. Whenever we have an opportunity to, to get the payday, you know, we take it. We oh, take, for we, sure. We take it over big picture. Yeah. So we take it and we usually don't set something else up to replace what we have sold. Yeah. So when we're, we're, when we're saying something to the effect of, of the people who are doing what they got to do for them. I guess maybe the question is, is as a collective, it's it's hustling backwards. But as an individual, is that bad business? I mean, that's how we think, though. I mean, we don't think like a collective. We think as individuals. So in reality that, you know, people are outraged about, you know, Shea Moisture doing whatever. Yeah. But why are you really outraged? You should have been outraged by us selling out hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You should be outraged that in every single commercial now nationally it has a blend of some type of hip-hop twist and i guarantee you i'm hoping that some of these artists like uh souls of mischief ice t you know what i'm saying because i'm hearing some of their music being played are getting paid right but i guarantee you they're probably not probably not maybe an ice t maybe maybe, and the record labels are eating right so when I, i i look at it and i say to myself as an individual, I get it. As a a group idea and function, it doesn't work for us because we don't have enough ownership. Say that with me, boys and girls. Ownership of our own products, like you have a Walmart can go sell this brand and that brand yeah. and still have Walmart. Okay, so now, so say we take it back a scale. We, we, we scale it back from a major entity like a genre of music or, or a whole television cable network, we start scaling back to this type of mi- mentality and mindset on the individual. Because if you remember a couple of weeks back, the big thing that made the news was uh, Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. 
So she was married, still currently married to uh, Wasam Elmana, who is a billionaire. I got that right. That was good. Yeah, a billionaire. His family's got the Saks Fifth Avenue money. Uh, long, long dough. And they got married without a prenup, but they did have a stipulation to where if they're married for five years, it, after five years, if they divorce for any reason, it's a $500 million settlement. So five years and two months, she filed paperwork. <laughs> so, and got and had a baby. So not only does she get the $500 million payday for the marriage, she's going to get broken off the child support for almost 20 years. So... That type of practice of doing what I got to do to get mine, like it, now, I, now, I, now, I, just just for the question didn't didn't did, did answer. Is that mentality for the individual? Are we saying, all right, pimp the system, get your girl? That's Joe Jackson's baby girl right there. Or are we saying you shady mother effer? Wait, for so Janet Jackson again is fifty some years old, 50. right? So she basically had a miracle baby. In, in so many words, right? Well, at, at this, at, when at you're this at that level, game, you're, it's you're frozen eggs, yeah. you get uh, it's, uh, fair, it's real risky. Fertilization uh, it, clinics, it, all that stuff. And yeah, did yeah. we ever really see her in her pregnant stage? Yeah, kind of went incognito, yeah. right? No, no, they they showed her. She was they big. showed a little she bit. Big. Oh, she was a big girl, but not heavy, heavy. Yeah, no, she was big. Now, when I say heavy, heavy, not like heavily in the the the, the media eye, right? She was, uh, she was. So that was one of the things too. He was uh, he he wasn't big on. Her, he wanted a wife. Like he didn't want to marry Janet Jackson. He wanted her, but for her to play a role. So what domestic skills does Janet Jackson have? I don't know. He just wanted her as a wife. I don't think he wanted her cooking and cleaning. He just didn't want his wife out so there. So isn't a wife say, supposed to have the cooking and cleaning skills? I, I think mean, not when you got that kind of money. But I, I think. So that, what is she worth? What do you mean? I mean, she just he just wanted her as a trophy. Like, yeah, more or less. But he didn't want his wife. So she had she had to change her tour, change because you know Janet's concerts. Yeah. Was stomach yeah, show? Def- oh, oh man! But I, I mean, just every like, of it. Uh, so, oh, but but again, he didn't want his wife doing that. Okay, yeah. So a lot of her. So what was his wife going to be doing? Just being his wife. So what does a wife do for being somebody's wife? Just being his wife, like hook him up, let him know what that mouth do, sing him a song. Uh, I don't know, uh, like uh, he do. Yeah, right, he didn't do. want he didn't want his wife on stage gyrating and dancing on dudes and that sort of stuff. He <laughs> wanted his man. wife. If she gonna do all that, she gonna do. Her pressure pinchable routine at the crib. Well, let me just tell her. Let me just say something to this right here. Any woman that's gonna be my wife in the near future, uh, we're not talking about you just gonna be my wife. You're gonna have to be, you know, doing more than uh, putting up the bacon and not burning the bacon. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but I think, but for them, if you if you have the ability to if cut a, five, money, a half a billion dollar listen, check, if, yeah, you, if, they if, got servants and listen, maids and if butlers. If I had and all money that. or not, man, what is the point? Like, we'll go on to that to a whole but, another but, show. But I'm, saying, but I'm saying, like, okay, here's the point. Yeah, Janet already got dough, bro. If if the last time I remember, she was already cashed out, right? They said she was worth a little over 100 million. So when is the, the, we need to say something to when is enough enough? Like, how much more money do you need? Which is what I'm saying. So are we saying to her? Like, that's Joe God. Jackson, baby girl. Get all the paper you can get them that you can. Or you sold five years of your life for now. Granted, for a half a billion dollars, but that's you, like I said, that's shade. Like I'm saying, where are we? That are dude, we drawing the moral line on the individual? Like we draw on the 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 big picture stuff. That dude got Charlie hustled, and um, I know black women are going off about the shade moisture and all that. 
but I know no black woman is even to speak against uh, Janet Jackson. And I love my sisters, no disrespect. Yeah. But they're probably applauding her and saying, go ahead, girl, because I haven't even heard any real black backlash None. on this. He, he paid $500 million for what Justin Timberlake got for free. Oh, and in the world. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the world. <laughs> what Jermaine Dupri was hitting and, for free. He with a backup dancer listen, was hitting for listen, free. Check this out. But, and I'm still gonna go back into that. How the hell did Jermaine Dupri get that? Right place, right time. She must have been on some real rebound like a mother. Like for real, for real. Yeah. Like cause he, I like He was really in the right place at the right time. Very much so. She came off that dude, the backup dancer that that, that she was married to for all the years. And that was so volatile and went bad. He was right there with the rebound. But then how does the backup singer get Janet and fuck that up? The same way Britney Spears did and Christina Aguilera's and Jennifer Lopez's and all them chicks who had low-level backup dancers who overreached. See, that's why (laughs) these mofos are giving common Negroes like ourselves a bad name when they should be picking and choosing the right thing. Halle Berry, Barry Axius, we can make a lot of Okay, no, so so leave that to them myself. So, so like I'm saying, so when we look at the individual who's willing to do what they got to do to get their paper, do if are we saying something? No one's saying something about Janet being foul. What are you gonna say? Well, no, what, no, but no, I'm, but I'm just saying, what are you gonna say about it? No, but, but I'm saying, it, are we? Or is it the same? If we're saying that this individual is willing to do this kind of sell out a little bit for the big payday as an individual, is that okay? But then we're going to cry foul when we talk about it as a major corporation doing the exact same practice. Of course. Of course we're going to cry foul of a major corporation. Well, I'm asking, saying something is and that I the same thing. And I think what Janet Jackson is, she's Penny. You know, we uh, She's Penny from Good Times. She's Janet Jackson. And you know what? At the end of the day, with all the shit that she's gone through, she deserves it. So I don't think that we really – I think it's based on who is that individual person. So right. we're so we ain't even talk about the practice. We gonna we gonna personalize. We're it. gonna definitely personalize it because we look at the individual person. Because if you look at it, Janet Jackson doesn't come off as a gold digger. Yeah. Janet Jackson has, for whatever reason, she's always had that good media present that there hasn't been overly a scandal based thing, even with her brother. You know, of yeah. course, some plastic surgeries here and there, but and then of course the biggest thing was Tittygate. When she sold, you know, with, and we didn't care about that. No, they that cared the, about no, that. no, no. That we didn't care about that. Black people didn't turn their no, back on Janet. Didn't, didn't turn the their back. Yeah, yeah. World. Yeah, they did. And, and now they, they, that's how you got Journey doing the Super Bowl and, every and the, year, and the Black Eyed Peas doing the Super Bowl, like for like uh, five, six years because, every year because of that Janet issue. And then when you see Janet taking off a titty, you listen to some of the the verbiage that they got on these shows nowadays. Yeah. You're saying like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, really. So she was ahead of a curve. I just think that we base it on the personal, the person, that individual. We personalize it. And I think that's what it falls into. It depends on who it is. Now, if it was an Amber Rose compared to a Janet Jackson, okay, I think people would say something about so it. So I'm saying, so if you take what Janet did and what Bob Johnson did, they did it for damn near the same amount of money. But if you look at a Bob so, Johnson, you would look at it as he's a businessman. That's a smart business move. At the time, because in a sense of Bob Johnson doing it, you're thinking, well, there's going to be more behind Bob Johnson. But that has not been it. Yes, we have Oprah. I think we have P. Diddy that got a little bit of something. We have Magic Johnson that got a little bit of something. But there's nothing like what Bob Johnson is doing. Yeah, none of us supported 
the O Network or Revolt TV. Well, they still that stuff. Well, no, I'm saying like we did BET back then. But I don't think that we even resupported BET like that. Um, like in a major way, it took some time as well. I think we did it just inadvertently. I think that we supported BET because it was the black network to go to. If you wanted to see people who look like us, I don't think it was even a conscious decision of I'm going to support a black network. I think it was because the programming was better. Like the, the content was something that you would watch. So I think that that's what, what led to it because the blueprint for what became MTV, the 10 years that followed was all BET. Oh, most definitely. So, I mean, it was a, it was a working machine that, that got a lot of viewers. But what I'm saying is, is like when we do stuff, like I said, we, we'll look at a, a Shea Moisture who who's doing what they got to do to get paid. Shea Moisture is fully black owned, right? To my knowledge, I believe it is. So this is a company who made a power play because they're what they're trying to do is, is expand their brand and make more money. So I this is not even this is more so a question. Are they wrong? I don't think they're wrong, but I think what they should have been was smarter. Because they apologized. Yeah, of course okay. you're gonna apologize because you're gonna lose money. But they should have been smarter in how they presented the package. Because I think that you could uh, get away with maybe one white girl, but you can't have a whole bunch. Yeah, there and, was no full and, and and you need to have some 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 browner skin tone sisters on there. Yeah, it was sure. one beige curly haired mixed girl because the, you know their their bread in case you have their bread butter is the coarse, yeah. full you know hair. So they're, they're so they I think their their mentality is is we're not gonna lose them. And but so you, let's cater to these other groups that we're, our numbers aren't high. But, but but we also have to remember that I don't think that everybody in their marketing team, maybe I'm wrong, are just all black. It, VaynerMedia, no. Yeah. So so if you're not familiar with, with VaynerMedia, uh, Gary Vee, his goal that they, they always talk about is eventually buy the New York Jets. He's a uh, like he's got part. He owns part of Uber. Like he's like so this, he's making money. He, yeah, he got he got paper. He got paper. He does a lot of business work and stuff. So when he, so the media company and Vayner Sports, lot he signed a lot of artists. You'll start hearing this if you're not familiar with him now, you'll hear his name over a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So the fact that they got with him would let me know just seeing that is they've got big picture global plans yeah. to launch. So I think they're trying to tap into all the markets that they're currently not in. Hence the, the blonde white girl, the red haired white girl, and trying to get into mixed girls because of so much of more interracial dating. Yeah, oh, and, 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 I, and I think, you know, not to cut you off, but yeah. I think that it's a smart move. But like I said, again, too many white girls, when you look at Cheerios and the commercial that yeah, they yeah, yeah. got heated from to where they had to kind of take off uh, the YouTube comments because people were going crazy. Yeah, yeah they just post the video without the again, comments. Again, because... uh, biracial uh, parents with the biracial girl. And this is our world. This has been our word for a while, so you can't exclude those individuals. So in a sense of expanding your brand, I mean, you have to do what you have to do for business. Okay, so going right with what you said there, because I think these, these things tie together strong. So the Cheerios commercial was black dude, white girl, mixed kid comes in and gives daddy the Cheerios. Yeah. I would say, too, if you ever want to test the racial climate in America, just go to the comment section oh, of, of anything online. Oh, like, man. that'll let you know the racial climate Especially of America. Especially on YouTube. Anything online. I got trolls still to this day commenting on bullshit that I ain't even worried about. So we make the argument as a people collectively. We're going to roast this hair company for expanding their brand by reaching out to other other cultures is their goal because that's because they're a business and they're in it to make money. And 
you have companies who are reaching into our demographic to expand their brand. So you got like the interracial families and car commercials, serial commercials, because interracial dating has become so big. Now, we're also still the same people who currently are roasting one Mr. Jesse Williams. <laughs> so the Grey Anatomy. Uh, what more you, mean, so, you, you mean Jesse Williams, a.k.a. Malcolm X, a.k.a. Martin Luther King? Yeah, yeah. Jesse took the time to at the uh, what was it, Soul Train Awards where he gave his speech. The three was it Soul Train speech? Awards? I believe so. I thought it was BET. Uh, it was on BET. Maybe it was the BET Awards. But and, Ain't that crazy? Soul Train Awards on BET? Ah, you know. I can't keep up, but go ahead. Anyway, it, 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 he, he gave a powerful speech talking about addressing, this was in the height of the Ferguson <laughs> issues and all this, where he was, you know, talking about how they need to relook at police departments and, you know, uh, how law enforcement agencies can roll up on a nine-year-old and, and smoke him oh, in broad was, daylight then go home and eat a sandwich. Some, and, he spoke some truth to power. Yeah, and so, you know, Sisters Across the Globe was championing because yeah. Jesse Williams, if you've never seen him before, is biracial. Yeah. So now, but he's black. Yes. But 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 that part is important for this next part. Yeah. So now Jesse Williams is divorcing his wife of X amount of years. I'm not and she's sure. She's black. She's black. <laughs> but the new chick he's been roaming with and she's white. Is white. So now we like to say something about, you know, this is saying something. Now is he just doing what he got to do? Because now, because he can be pro-black, his, this does not necessarily mean he changes any of his stances on anything that he said. And you hear a lot of time with sisters that say that if brothers get with a white girl, oh, you must not love your mother. Or you must not love yourself. Jesse Williams' mom is white. So if he doesn't get, if so leaving a black woman his wife, not necessarily for, but getting with a white girl after, is that even something worth saying something about? I mean, he got the... <laughs> I was so I I, I love it. I, I mean, love it. I just love it because I remember Jesse was saying his truth, and I was loving it, and I was and I, and I paraded it, and I was cool with it. But I was like, well, shit, I said the same damn thing. And yeah. Nobody gave me the the trophy or the golden whatever, but yeah. whatever. And now I think that again, hero worshiping, we get to the point where we believe our heroes are the people that fight for us or the people that entertain us or the people that may say great things in, in those moments and I feel in the plateau that these Negroes share that they should be able to open up degrees of conversation that we aren't able to do yeah. because even if they get blackballed there's some way for them financially to be okay compared to us we get blackballed you know we're going to be sleeping in tent city so now when you look at what he said or what he has said and he stood up for black folk and then you turn around, uh, the divorce is going down with the sister and it now from reports have it, they've been estranged for a while, yeah. right? So now you see... Yeah, typically when you get divorced, it didn't, yeah, it, 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 you didn't go through it for a minute, yeah. Uh, now you see him with little cutie white girl. And, of and she's cute. I'll give him that. He didn't He didn't get him, you know, honey. Hey, hey, listen, listen. I love my sisters, but there's a few others that are cute. I mean, that's not saying I don't love my sisters. Exactly. But I've always struggled with this because I have a few soldiers or Negroes that act like they're soldiers and ready for black empowerment that have others as their wife or their girlfriend. Yeah. Their, 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 you know, counterpart. I sometimes tend to wonder what is the racial climate in the room and how are the conversations 
being um, spread about the times that we're in okay. and and how much um, do you guys really see eye to eye or it's almost kind of like I go to church and you don't. We just won't talk about the Bible and Christianity okay. in our household, right? Yeah. So at the same time, I myself, because I be I want to be very clear. Yeah. I have dated white girls. I've dated Asian. I've dated Mexicans. I've dated Middle Eastern girls. I and and in a moment when it was that time for me, it was okay for me. Now I deal with my sisters, and I always dealt with my sisters, yeah. but it's strictly strictly like exclusively exclusively. Now. To be honest with you, there's so many different shades and um. <laughs> You know, cultures within a culture of the sisters that I really don't have to go anywhere else, yeah. right? In my eye. But that could be someone else's thought pattern. So, him speaking truth to power, I don't think uh, negates him being true to what he's saying. Yeah. But then at the same time, again, I've had soldiers that I really wonder how much are they really taking a stance with their significant other on mm-hmm. things that socially and directly affect us. Like if you have a white wife or a a uh, white husband, yeah, because it's on both it's, sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not just white. I black think that white girls, yeah. even with them understanding some of the things black people go through, I feel like their privilege always protects them, so they'll never really totally identify. Though I understand yeah. that. In times where black people, and this is what we get wrong, just because that's a black person and we feel all black people should understand each other because we're black. In reality, we know this to be true, that if I live in a better social or economic uh, part of town as a black person and my black friends live in a more lower income part of town, we differ. Yeah, we there, there are some universal commonalities, there but is, there are some cultural, social the, things that man, are different. Yes, I know when I was coming up, I was considered not black enough because I wasn't from the hood. Yeah. You hear me? Where Cindy just looked at me as Barry, <laughs> right? Yeah. And she opened up more, and me and her lived in the same area. So we actually identified Your a little bit Your day-to-day life is very common. Very common. You go to the same school, same store, there same it is. park, same, yeah. So the cultural difference is what is the cause and effect. And I so I, I look at that as being some of those differences, right? Okay. And some of those exchanges that happen in a household where you have to look at that. Well, uh, I really don't, and I hear it from a lot of my young men, I just don't connect with certain black girls. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just the same way with uh, women. And when I say that, I say, I wonder why. But then I understand my reality is not the same reality as that black person's reality. Exactly. So when you look at what Jesse might have done, it's alarming. But I am not surprised because we have a lot of Negroes that speak truth to power yeah. that secretly are dating White women, Latino women, yeah. whatever. I just say, just to finish my point, yeah. that what is truly the conversation and how do you really empower black people when you have a white person or another, and I'll just say white because some cultures can identify with certain struggles. You have a white person that 
has their white family, you have your black side, and you're telling me that you guys are all coming together on a common goal saying we have to empower black people? I get that. Where does, is there a caveat to that when you're talking about somebody who's one of their parents is white? Because that's why I use, I, I use him as a reference because to him, that's what his parents' household looks like. That one of them identified with, because you got to remember his parents' age was the civil rights era age. So, but do you think he's thinking like that? Well, no, but I'm saying what he grew up under was one parent who saw it directly firsthand experienced and the other parent who, to a degree, empathized. And I would have to I don't know them. So I don't know what the conversation was like in the household that he grew up in. Is it different? Because, like I said, he found a woman that looks like his mama. So it's not like he you know, what I mean, like it, it, it's so when it comes to identification, like he identifies with that woman. So, I mean, he may not stay with the white girl. Like, he, this may just be something that's on, you know, on the site for two, three weeks. And then all of a sudden you see him with Lupita, you know, next month. But as for, for, for saying something to the effect of, like I said, he's he's middle of the road anyway. So does that change any of that? I think that um, you can't knock who you love. You can't knock who you like. I mean, you would hope that he looks at on a difference and say that, ah, you know, I know what. I may face the back backlash that I may face, but in the same sense, I'm just going to kind of play my part. So I, I really don't. I, I just think that people do what they want to do for themselves. Yeah. I don't think he's worried about what individuals may think or may say. But that's again why we don't need to put our stock into good talk. We don't need to kind of put our um, our all into um, people that we don't really know we don't really know how he t- clicks or ticks we know how he talks it sounds good no. we know a few actions sounds great it's very articulate awesome but to keep this whole thing black i like i i feel more comfortable with dating my own okay that's just me yeah you know i'll take the bourgeois i'll take the hoodie i'll take all of those other differences that we have yeah. but i know at the end of the end, end of the day Culturally, we understand each other a little bit better than that individual, my understanding. Okay. And then I also look at it, shoot, black women age a lot better. Yeah, Melanin. But I, Melanin, Melanin, Melanin is, friend. is freaking Melanin the is best friend. friend of a black woman. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> no, no, you know I, we're not disagreeing. And, and, and there's so many different shades. It's just like, it's great. Like, I just don't live in this era. Like, like I, really, I really want to know from, you know, my brothers who date white women now. Yeah. We're not talking about like high school. We're not talking about early twenties, like when I used to do it. Like now, now we I know I got we got somebody in here that could probably answer that question <laughs> for us, but we're not gonna even get on that little young whippersnapper, right? I'm playing, really. Exactly. But I really want to know, like, cause I see a lot of my brothers going hard for black. Yeah. Going hard for black. And then I turn around and I'd be like, all right, then I see I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, it don't make sense to me, well, I can but it may make sense to them. I can say personally, I dated Middle Eastern, Latino, whatever. Um, not to me dipping in, in, in the white pond in the course of my time on this planet. I used to flip in there. Like, yeah, I, that, man. Par- primarily because Tootsie of, roll in there, bro. Primarily because of the, the cultural disconnect. So if you find, you know, just my experience. I can't speak for anybody else's experience. Or I'm just going off the people I knew. So... Uh, there were certain similar struggles based upon 
different ethnicities. I, I I don't know when I used to date the white girls, I I had a lot of fun with it, man. I I really did. Yeah, I think just to me, I can't do it now. Yeah, I think just there was, I like I've always said, I just needed some color. <laughs> like the, just it just the, the tan wasn't tan enough. Some, something just some kind of something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just like that. That was just kind of my my thing. Just I think know. I think I would have probably dated a lot more Middle Eastern girls if their fathers liked me. Yeah, yeah, they date they, a couple. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that does come up. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> that does come up. So <laughs> I mean, does, does I've up. had to hide in closets, under beds, jump jump yeah, that, out that, of that stuff freaking up. windows, man. But then I look at so on their side, that's back to the doing what you got to do. There are parents who who look at their their kids who say, "I want my son or my daughter to stay within our line, our group." Not that I don't dislike, you know, the dude she came home with, yeah. or I don't like the girl that he's dating, but I prefer to break my kids under this. But you know, also with we talk about that, and I and I hear you. Yeah. But I was just remembering as this conversation is ringing in my head. I remember my cousins saying that they chose this guy who was not our color because they wanted to have their babies have good hair. See, that's a completely different conversation. That's crazy shit, That's a completely different conversation. If you tell me that, uh, like I said, looking at the whole thing of of doing what you need to do in your lifetime, because I am a firm believer in it's your life. So if you decide that you want to live your life for everybody else, and then when your time is up, you feel dissatisfied, unfulfilled and unhappy because you gave your entire existence to everybody else's opinion and what everybody else thought you should have did with your life. That sucks. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that if you're somebody who's like, look, I, I got to get mine in this life because it's the only life I got. There's a nod that I say I get that. But at what point do we say anything to the sense of I respect the fact that you could but I question if you should. Okay. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying. So at what point is it like, like I said, so we look at, you know, you got Jesse Williams, who's, you know, his claim to fame over the last two years, whatever, has been standing up for all these pro-black issues. Then he leaves. I'm not even going to say he left her. For all I know, she left him. I don't, I don't know the, the, the details of that. For we, all I know. Uh, we know what's going well, on. Well, I don't. For all I know, she could have cheated on him. Like I'm just saying. Have you seen his wife? I've seen his wife, but that you know. Okay. But but <laughs> I'm you, just saying, and it's no knock. But but all black is beautiful. But think what I'm that saying. is if if he's on the road a lot, he's doing all these speaking things a lot. You know she's what I said lonely. last. You know say what I said in a few shows ago. You know what I said. Yeah. Hey, just yeah. Saying. I'm saying she could be at the house lonely. That goes back to what I'm saying. I'm saying. Okay. So so uh, so she could have stepped out. But yeah. I'm saying I don't know that man. I don't know that woman. So I can't speak on whatever that is. But. So in any event, that relationship ends. He get with the woman that looks like the the woman that he grew up with. You know, he's gonna face now social media backlash at least for a few weeks. Yeah. As long as every see, every time he shows up with this girl, until he shows up with somebody <laughs> rocking a natural, he's he's gonna get roasted. I, I think what's really gonna define it is how much of a fiery black man does he become and stay with his now new booty. On his shoulder. Does that now? Does that matter? I think it does. Okay. I think because if if his a uh, whole mood and his uh, ideologies changes up, then Negro, you was a fraud. Okay, but what if he just stays the course? Like there's there's no he's just him. Like and who he's what? with and, is just who he's with. And guess what? What if she runs with him? 
<laughs> yeah, yes. so say this new chick is is the chick on board. She's Black Power too now, she's, man. She's, she's Tina Marie to his Rick James. Like she's <laughs> oh my god. She giving you the square biz. Like oh. she's she's down with the cause, and she's showing up at the events right along with him. I think that would be special. You know what I mean? I love that. Does that take away anything? Does that change anything? It's all, I think it's all left to be said <laughs> and to be seen and for us to say something when it does happen. I just look at it that, again, stop your damn hero worshiping. Okay. So that's what That's what I look at on that. Stop your hero worshiping. Stop looking for people to, like, um, be the segue of your life that you feel is not being uh, done properly with you, yourself. Like, be what you want to be. Don't let someone else be it for you. Okay, so so do you apply that same thing to say the Shea Moisturizer, Shea Moisture Company? Yeah, I told them go to Shea of Life. So realistically, so the saying something to them is everybody just need to kind of get over. It. I mean, to be honest with you, it's like this: understand it's about money. Black people ain't going. It, it, what I've learned, yes, I have a black blueprint apparel shirt. Yeah, I have stopped focusing on men and women, and I focused on women. Why? Because women are going to buy before men. Yes. Men will ask, hey, can I get that? Men will look and be like, well, man, I know someone who does. It will be a lot of different funny stuff, right? Yeah. Men will go buy Nike. Men will go buy Polo before they buy a shirt that means something, right? Yeah. Regardless of uh, how it stands by other shirts and comparisons, this is a black man that's putting powerful black messages on a shirt. Yeah. And you don't want to support that? All right. But the black women, they're not worried about it. They're like, yo, I like it. It, it looks, looks good. It looks good on I'm me. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think any black person, and that's our problem. That is our, our our biggest problem. Yeah. If we would learn how to keep us in business, we wouldn't have to go do business with others to it, that point. It wouldn't even be a, a question, well, not even a question. Of, of having like Because anybody in marketing would have said, dog, that ain't going to work. Just like anybody in marketing, when Pepsi did that fiasco commercial yeah. with with Kendall Jenner, and they was trying to glorify, <laughs> yeah, you know, police, police brutality, brutality, right? All that and, can and be glorified with a protesting, like, oh yeah, it's a happy celebration. Someone would say, listen, yo, I don't know what the hell you guys have been smoking. We can't do that, yeah, because. Shay could have put their little white girl in there, right? And then you put some chocolate dips in there, you would have won. You'd have been okay, move on, and it would have been a-okay. But in reality, we just don't think smart like that. Or here, you take it a step further and you say, look, we planned this. You just got a company. I, I realistically, I had never heard of Shea Moisture before today. And I think this is good press for them. So you've got, you just hooked up with this major media mogul dude. And the first campaign he puts out for you, you're now a trending topic and a global story. So what you do now is you you make your apology, you donate some money yeah. to to a couple of programs or a school, but you've now got your product out oh, yeah. globally, which is trending on every Instagram, Twitter, all that Facebook page, all that stuff. To you know, I would even be surprised if they didn't come up with the hashtag All Hair Matters. Oh. Just to link it to the product. Well, it creates the all hair matters. What makes it seem another slap in the face with the Black Lives Matter? Like yeah. people don't take it seriously. Nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> because you know what I'm saying. Like, really. I, I mean, for real. Like, we 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 are a group of people whom our loyalty is consistently in question. Yeah. 
So we'll, we'll look for the payday. We'll look for the personal gain. We are really only I get mine. Now you get yours. Gotta get mine. Gotta get yours. I gotta get mine. You gotta get yours. Shout out to Pop. So shout out to MC Bree too. R.I.P. to both of them. R.I.P. to both of them. There ain't no future in either one of them. And, and, and we always be fronting. So it's like we're gonna get mad at Shave Moisturizer today. Yeah. Right. But then we're gonna go give Little Wayne a pass after he talks about. I love all my bitches, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give him. We're going to give a pass to Chris Brown, even though he's stalking a woman. We're going to give a pass to R. Kelly, even though he's pissing on chicks. So it's just kind of like. So is <laughs> all these people who are out there doing what they need to do to get by, whether they're a, a major multi-million dollar business who's protecting their bottom line, whether they're an individual who, regardless of whatever rhetoric they spouted, is, is just, you know, I got to live my life. I got one life to live. You know, I'm just out here doing what I got to do. Or if it's, hey, you know, I may be doing straight, but let me let me give five years of my life and I'm setting up my grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. $500 million. She got Michael money now. Like, it's, <laughs> I mean, is there a line to be drawn? Like when we think about what it is that we'll do as the individual, what we'll do as a company or corporation, what we'll do as as a group of people, is there a line? Like, is there where are you over the line when it comes to? I mean, short of causing somebody harm, yeah. Like short of you know, we're not talking about you know human trafficking, we're not talking about abusing, but where where does it pass? I'm just living my life versus I'm out of bounds. I mean, there's a lot of things that you uh, just pointed out that is out of bounds, but at the end of the day, we socially accept everything. Okay. You know, like, we name one person in the black community where they've been cooning, been trifling, been a sellout, sold in, as some people would like to say, yeah. been destructive. When's the last black person we kicked out? Shit, we barely even... You know, most try to kick out Bill Cosby. He's still around. You oh, know Bill, what I'm saying? Bill, Bill ain't off the reservation. No. So we we just we are very, off. We just doubled down on Bill with this Bill O'Reilly stuff. Ha, we circled the wagon around Bill and yeah. said Bill O'Reilly needs to be roasted like Bill Cosby was, and we circled the wagon back around him. Bill's back in good graces and, now. And, and, uh, and, and we Bill O'Reilly exists to wait for another payday. Yeah. But I just think that. We socially accept so much that we're afraid to speak out. And if we speak out, we're afraid to push out and let the Negro, whoever has defied or broken the common rules. First of all, the Negro don't have any core, true core values or any kind of black law. No cult black cultural loyalty. No, there's no cultural loyalty. There's no cultural rules. There's no, if you do this right here, you're done. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's just... We can rehabilitate this Negro. And I think that it's gotten to the point to where when you have people like Amber Rose that can walk on and create a movement called the Slut Walk and well, this be socially accepted. Well, partially that she didn't create it, but she did spearhead it out. It's something that was up in Canada. Okay. But but she did bring she to the forefront in, in the streets in the of LA States. and then help organize it to be bigger here. Yeah. But... Uh, you, speaking to what you're saying before about how we don't ostracize, we don't we don't kick. We, no one gets voted off the island in our community. Like, Not at all. Like we were saying that before. One of the shows, like you can always come home. Not at all. No one gets voted out. Put it this way: OJ is up for parole this year. 
And he'll be welcomed with open arms. He will arms. be cheered when he gets out of prison. He'll be welcomed with open arms, and he will be, um, you know, we're going to be running his old uh, football videotapes. Oh, yeah. Juice the is, white folks will vilify him, but we will. We will welcome Juice back. Because oh, Juice is the, is the poster child for beating the system. Oh, yeah. So For a little bit, at least. Well, I mean, that first run. That, 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 but then uh, he got too cocky and arrogant. Exactly. And after that, going to prison for kidnapping burglary charges, we will still welcome him back. Oh, yeah. Beat a double homicide, oh. arrested for kidnapping burglary, yes. and he will be a hero when he gets out of prison at 70-something years old. When up. you look at as the amount of Negroes that have been cooning, have been practicing coonism, okay. have been selling out um, African Americans for the last, just let's say the last uh, 10 years. Eh, forget it. Let's say the last five years, we are the most forgiving, most pass it over, most no, maybe. And that's all we do. Let, let's stay on that one for a second, because that's become a very that word has resurfaced heavy. What, cooning? Yeah. This last decade. You didn't really hear about cooning in the 80s or oh, 90s. Man, no. You know I mean, it, it just wasn't. A, it, it was a no. 60s term, 70s term. You didn't really hear too much 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Even though Nichols was totally cool. Now, they was practicing time. the behavior, but the term was you would hear sellout. Or you might hear Uncle Tom thrown around. But the word coon, is, coon has been coming back strong back. this last 10 years. It is back. So when you so we saying something to the effect of, do we chalk up cooning with getting paid? Like, is it is, if you're a business or you're an entity who does certain practices for yourself to get a paycheck, do we just put that as, as an acceptable behavior right there with, I'm, I'm a shuck and jive. Yeah. I'm, I'm a smile for the cameras. Yeah. I'm gonna be exploited. I'm yeah. gonna do all this, you know, slap yeah. happy coons. Because for whatever, it may not even be a check, but it may be an opportunity. Most of the, most yeah. of the coons are getting paid. So yes. So we just. Yes, cooning is cooning is the way to go. If you want to get that real, <laughs> I'm just being honest, man. It's either you cooning or you not saying nothing. I mean that's truth. I mean, you am I wrong? Like who is every Negro to the to to the point? I, excuse me. Not to say every Negro. A majority of the Negro, when they've had the time, the mic to speak truth to power. Yeah. A majority of the Negroes coon out. You don't get Tariq Nasheed. You get Stephen A. Smith. No, you don't get uh uh uh. uh you know Stephen A. Smith. You get Charles Barkley. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So who else? Well, you know you get uh uh Steve Harvey. And granted. Like the, like Steve Harvey for his the argument of him, he's done a lot for the black community. But still, people have to understand the cooning part comes when you do certain things when you don't have to do. Exactly. That's the thing. Like you don't have to do that, and we're not knocking the things that you do for us. But I don't need you to 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 feed me uh uh, uh dinner, but you refuse to feed me breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Okay. I. I what about the rest of the day? I mean, I'm, I'm hungry, right? Yeah. So while uh, here, here's your dinner. Like, okay. So we'll breakfast, lunch. We ain't gonna work that out. Yeah. Figure it out yourself. So mm-hmm. I don't take face value for niggles doing one a few good things for the community. First of all, half the shit is a tax write-off, and secondly, you know what? I don't know really niggles' t- intentions because the way I look at it, to be totally honest and to be very frank. The black community should not be suffering the way we're suffering if we have multiple millionaires, yeah. a few billionaires, multiple Negroes in high power positions yes. politically or elsewhere. Yes. And the fact that we have ingenuity 
and a lot of Negroes, and we're not talking about the uh, the artists, or we're talking about the sports athlete, or talk the, about the engineers. We talk. We have a lot the, yeah. of Negroes making power moves. Yeah, the highest uh, graduating group of advanced degrees are black United, women. Are black women in the United States, and of we are still in the same position that we was, if not worse. Worse. So how do yeah. we? even sit there and tell ourselves that it's just the white man issue, it's a black man and a black woman issue, because we're not taking accountability, and we're not just saying, you know what, let's just work together, let's build, let's not coon, let's just be able to be okay with saying, hey, like, you know what, yeah, I made it, I might be the pick of the litter, but at the end of the day, this is not the majority. I am a minority, and we all know how white corporate America works. They will always put a black person in a position of power to make him feel like he's power in power, but he is usually or she is usually powerless. So I think that the things that go on out here that, that as we move as individuals, when we try to do what we want to do for our personal lives, our personal gain, when we're trying to do stuff on the corporate level, when we're trying to expand business, when we're trying to just really be the best at it, whatever it is that we can possibly be, we have to be mindful of the line that we walk and mindful of the line that we cross, that we can't sit there and try to say that there's no holes barred when it comes to trying to cash a check or, you know, do what we want to do and then still try to turn around and get up in arms when we see something that we don't personally like as an individual. It is important that we get out there and get involved, that we do respect the line, that we do have some cultural loyalty, that we do, you know, believe in the cause and, and are willing to make some sacrifices for the betterment of all of us as a people. And when these things are going on, when these things are happening, instead of just quietly sitting back waiting for your personal agenda, that even if you don't feel like you got a horse in the race, these are things that need to be brought to light. And these are things that we need to say something about. Yes. Say something. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. Where can folks find you online to keep up with you? Uh, Facebook, Barry Axius, B-E-R-R-Y-A-C-C-I-U-S. And of course, Instagram at Team Boy and um, Barry Axius, same name, first and last, Twitter. As well as BlackBlueprints.com. Definitely BlackBlueprints.com. With a Z and Black Blueprints Apparel, cop yourself some gear now, people. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, uh, every other social media platform. It is J Morris CEO. I'm Jermaine Morris here with one of Mr. Barry Axis. And until the uh, next episode of the Say Something podcast, say something, and we'll holla at you later. <laughs>